0: Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of currently streaming horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews may include mild spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Who, no foolish heroics if you please, is Dark Man. Destroyed everything he had. All that he loved. Everything that he was. Now, crime has a new enemy, and justice has a brand new face. I was afraid that you wouldn't want me anymore. Of course, I still want you. The good news is that I know who's behind our little troubles of late finish it he has the power to look like any man this two of sons of witches but he is unlike any man i gotta tell you something about me he's a cockroach you think you're killing and he pops up someplace else in the darkest hour Is a light that shines on every human being, but one, from director Sam Raimi. Dark Man. To say we've been inundated with superhero films over the last few years would be a massive, colossal, and fucking huge understatement. Nothing puts asses in seats quite like superhero movies do, And you know, for the most part, I do enjoy them. I'm not nearly as fanatical or diehard about it as some might be, but in terms of larger-than-life action spectacles, superhero movies are fun, if nothing else. But, in being inundated with them, especially over the last five years, they've begun to blur together for me. Specifically, the checklist mentality of squeezing in every Marvel release I had missed prior to seeing Endgame felt more like a huge chore. It became exhausting, frankly. After a while, you can only watch guys and gals in tights duking it out for so long. I needed something with a similar level of entertainment, but breaking the traditional superhero mold. And so I went back to the beginning, a superhero flick that was around long before superhero films were so commonplace that a checklist mentality was even a thing. A far darker and horror-centric take on the superhero, that being Evil Dead creator Sam Raimi's 1990 film Darkman, which is currently streaming on Peacock TV. Starring Liam Neeson as Dr. Peyton Wilder, who is dedicated to developing synthetic skin. But when his girlfriend Julie, played by Frances McDormand, is targeted by a local crime boss, Peyton is left for dead after thugs blow up his lab. Though, thanks to an experimental treatment, Peyton survives, but his body and mind are horrifically scarred. This second lease on life empowers him to adopt the vigilante persona of Darkman, seeking revenge against those who have destroyed his life. What truly sets Darkman apart from other superhero films is it essentially being Raimi's love letter to the universal monsters, such as The Hunchback of Notre Dame, The Phantom of the Opera, and The Elephant Man. He's a dark, gothic figure who's an outcast from society, which judges him by his look, yet on the inside, his kind heart remains. Raimi's idea for tackling a superhero film spawned from his inability to gain the rights to Batman or The Shadow, two comic properties he wished to adapt. So he said screw it and created his own hero that resembled heroes he was a fan of while incorporating his own unique style of filmmaking. This resulted in a film that is wonderfully weird, but more than competent in blending of the numerous genres it has. It's part action, part comedy, part gothic horror, part pulp vigilantism, and all Darkman. I didn't really know what to expect from Darkman, and what I got was far more than I could have expected. I wrongly assumed it would be a schlocky superhero movie that earned its relatively unsung status among Raimi's other, more prominent, films. What has held up exceedingly well is the tragic turmoil of our deformed protagonist. Despite Darkman's perceived monstrous exterior, the motivations drive and soul of a man remains. The Phantom of the Opera comparison is more than apt, as Darkman hides and observes from the shadows, only striking at the most opportunistic of moments and if Darkman the film is underrated, that goes double for Liam Neeson's performance. This was Neeson's first action movie type role, beating out the late and great Bill Paxton, while Gary Oldman even was apparently considered for the lead. Raimi originally wanted longtime collaborator Bruce Campbell for the lead, but studio execs didn't think he could pull it off. What Neeson does so well is taking the physicality of the character in a way that isn't overstated, but direct in the emotions he's conveying. I mean, the guy's wearing 10-piece makeup, mask, and prosthetics to show his disfiguration, and yet he's able to convey Darkman's ever-evolving mental state and inner turmoil at his current predicament. It's truly a remarkable bit of acting from a green behind the years Neeson that doesn't get enough love, much like the film itself. But what I love most about Darkman's character isn't his super-strength or lack of pain receptors, but his intellect. Rather than rushing into revenge by the seam of his pants, he meticulously stalks and chips away at the foundation of the gangsters who have wronged him. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leaving a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, which drives the show's success. And now, without further ado, let's get back to today's horrifying episode. At the helm of the organized criminals is one Robert G Durant, played by Larry Drake, a mobster with a fondness for fingers in that he removes them from his victims with a cigar cutter. Nice fellow. Instead of gunning for Durant from the start, Darkman stalks Durant's cronies, memorizing their schedules and activities, the most memorable instance of this being his impersonating Polly, played by Nicholas Worth. After carefully observing his movements, Darkman runs a picture he took of Polly through a program to print a synthetic replica of the thug's face. Then, Darkman infiltrates a money pickup that Polly is supposed to attend and sets him up to look like he's running off with the money. Something that Durant falls for which causes Pauly to take a rather high fall from a 20 story apartment building. This is far more memorable than Darkman beating or torturing another criminal to death for information, given him using his intellect to get criminals to kill one another. In another scene, Darkman once again disguises himself as a criminal and holds up a convenience store to ensure the cops arrest the person he's impersonating, while Darkman enacts the next stage of his plan for vengeance. Really creative stuff that makes Darkman a far more complex character than just a burn guy covered in bandages doing his best mummy impersonation. And then, when Darkman finds himself in a situation where even his superior intellect can't help him, Raimi steps in and directs some of the most fun and zany action sequences, possibly, of his career. The film opens with a fairly typical opposing gangs meeting on sketchy docks. A beef over turf, the likes of which you've seen countless times over and over. Durant and his goons are supposed to be unharmed, yet one of the thugs has a submachine gun hidden in his wooden leg, and he unleashes fire and fury against the other gangsters. This scene explodes into gunfire, and numerous vehicles smashing through shipping containers they were hiding in, resulting in an adrenaline-pumping shootout. And then, once the shooting stops and Durant and his men are victorious, the thug missing a leg hops over and stabilizes himself on the outstretched arm of the thug who removed his gun leg. And just like that, after a well-choreographed shootout, Raimi ends with a bit of humor. Raimi does this balancing act of odd humor with high-impact violence effortlessly, never allowing it to hamper or interfere with scenes. Rather, the laughs always complement the scene whether it be physical humor or Durant nonchalantly commending one of his thugs, saying, Rick, I'm proud of you. Clean through the brain. That's how I like it, after Rick shoots an innocent, unarmed man. Raimi's ability to make the most various genres he's incorporating in a dark man all work in constant tandem with one another. This penchant for action and humor extended the film's epic helicopter chase sequence, in which a helicopter riding and grenade launcher wielding Durant pursues the fleeing dark man. Naturally, Darkman ends up hanging from a wire attached to the helicopter, and Durant takes him for an aerial ride of the city. Seeing Darkman not only crash into buildings, but avoid oncoming cars and the like is as hilarious as it is intense. This is all scored by the legendary Danny Elfman, who helps to facilitate the film's tone to make whichever genre influence Raimi is focusing on in a given scene work. And I also need to give a shout out to Darkman's cinematographer, Bill Pope. Pope would go on to be Raimi's DP on Army of Darkness and Spider-Man 2, as well as serving as DP on the Matrix trilogy. Pope really does a fantastic job of capturing the melancholic, gothic atmosphere of Darkman, emoting the tragic nature of the character through locales and portrayals of the city Darkman calls home. Whether it's Darkman roaming the rain-soaked streets or brutally posing on a rooftop with gargoyles, Darkman's look is almost as iconic as the man himself. I really had no expectations going into Darkman. For all I knew, it had earned its unsung rep as Raimi's attempt at a dark superhero movie. So I was elated to find the Dark Man whips a tremendous amount of dark superhero ass. Raimi's ability to interweave numerous genres to form this stellar vigilante led tragedy is a feat to behold. His heart, humor, and sensibilities drip off of every frame with great action to boot. So I highly recommend this to both fans of superhero movies, horror fans, but more importantly, those who need to remember that superhero movies are capable of more than the usual mold we're used to. So be sure to check out Darkman while it's streaming on Peacock TV. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys next week for another week's worth of Daily Horror Movie Reviews. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow at Daily Horror Habit on Instagram and at Daily Horror Pod on Twitter.